and welcome to the Sports Info Solutions Baseball Podcast, a bonus episode. I'm Mark Simon. So last week, we posted a stat-oriented show, and right after we did that, we heard from another guest, Rays infielder Joey Wendell. I taped with him over the weekend, and we figured, let's share that now and start fresh for our opening day preview. Enjoy. Joey Wendell is an infielder with the Tampa Bay Rays, and if you didn't know who he was, you probably found out about him during the 2020 postseason because he played a standout third base for them during the World Series, uh, during their run to the World Series. Wendell was a five-war player in 2018. He was on track to be about three-and-a-half war in 2020. He hit 286 with four homers, eight steals, and five hit-by-pitches to bump up his on-base percentage. Like our company, he's from Pennsylvania. He joins us from spring training. Uh, Joey, thank you for joining us. Hey, Mark. Yeah, thank you for having me on. All right, so let's start by previewing 2021. Fangraphs has roster projection of 12 position players on the initial roster, and everyone but Francisco Mejia was on last year's team. Pitching-wise, no Blake Snell. He goes to San Diego. No Charlie Morton. He goes to Atlanta. They're replaced by Chris Archer, Rich Hill, and Michael Waka, among others. And the bullpen adds Colin McHugh. Where's the team strongest? I think we have a lot of strengths. Uh, I think, you know, one of our strengths is just the continuity of our position players. We have, you know, like you said, everybody for the most part kind of coming back uh, for this season. And then obviously, as as was the case last year, I think our bullpen is going to be one of our strengths. And then we have a lot of uh, a lot of experience on the on the starting pitching end. So, I, I mean, you know, to me, if there's anything that I've learned in my, in my three years here is the you know, to have confidence in the moves that this team makes, that the front office makes, because, um, you know, it seems like to this point to date that, that every move that, that they've made, you know, ha- has worked out for, you know, for our benefit. So uh, obviously we're going to miss Blake Snell and Charlie Morton, but we feel we feel really confident with, uh, you know, the starting pitching and the bullpen that we have right now. And uh, I think everybody's ready to just kind of get back to, to 162 and uh, a little bit of regular, uh, a little bit of normalcy. What's your off-season regimen with the season gearing back up to 162 games? You know, I was fortunate last year uh, during uh, kind of the, the shutdown with COVID to, to have had my own gym set up in my house. So so kind of kept that going into the off-season and, you know, generally about five five or six days a week working out in some capacity. Uh, as I've gotten older, I think I've maybe gone away from the weights a little bit more and, and kind of more towards some more functional strength and flexibility and agility work and stuff like that and then i, I have a uh you know uh, an indoor facility uh not too far from my house that they've been great and let me work out there as a as a full infield so it allows me to get a lot of my infield work in and then obviously it has uh you know the cages and all the facilities necessary to kind of kind of get ready for the season in that capacity as well so last year your innings were almost identical at second base and third base and then uh, you made nine starts at short as well playoffs you played almost entirely third base games two and three against the yankees alds you had five hits four runs scored what were those two games like for you gosh the, the, the whole playoff experience was awesome for me i mean those are you know second time being in the playoffs obviously a little bit a little bit strange with covid but um I mean, those, those games, just to, to be in any of the games and, and contribute is just a special and fun. I mean, I love playoff baseball because it just takes any any form of selfishness uh, just right out of the game. It doesn't matter how you do it. All that matters is, is did the team win. So, you know, I, I think that uh, you kind of get baseball in its purest form there when, when you kind of have everybody playing selflessly. So, I mean, whether you contribute offensively or not, whether you contribute defensively or not, I mean, 
it really just boils down to did we win or not, and that's what I love about playoff baseball. All right, everything else we're going to talk is going to be defense-based, and your glove, okay. uh, though your bat uh, didn't necessarily match up to those two games the rest of the way, your glove never seemed to falter, and it wasn't necessarily leaping, diving, or sliding, although you did some of that. Uh, more than that, you just seemed to react really well to hard-hit ground balls, and Dusty Baker comped uh, you to Brooks Robinson and Greg Nettles. <laughs> so how does one go about handling the balls that you handled in the postseason because it seemed like you, you had to deal with a lot of rockets. Yeah, there, there's a lot that, that plays into that, I think. I, I guess kind of what stands out for me is just, you know, is anticipation, just always expecting the ball to come your way, and then and then first step. I mean, and, and the thing about those things is, is they they happen largely before, before the ball's even hit. So I think that, uh, you know, as an infielder, no matter where you are, whether it's a third, short, second, first, um, there's so much that happens before the pitch is even thrown in terms of uh, pre-pitch and how you're preparing yourself, where you're positioning yourself, and then also just the mental aspect of always anticipating the ball being hit your way. So I think when it comes to reacting to, to plays like that, it's, it's you know, a lot of it just becomes instinct, but also it's just kind of having the ability to put your body in a position to be able to react to those pitches, to physically be ready, to physically be in a good position. So that when the ball is hit hard to you, you're you're ready to go. It's not like you're you know having to reset your body to then go make an athletic move. It's that you're ready to make an athletic move before the ball's even hit. Was there a play that you made uh, where after the fact or, or six months later you were saying, "Whoa, well, how did I make that one?" Gosh, who hit it? It was it was during the World Series. The ball almost hit me in the in the face, and it wasn't that it was hit you know that much harder than all the other balls. It was that. I just didn't see the ball. It, it got lost in the lights, you know, come coming out of some white lighting or something or another. I lost the ball for, I mean, who knows, maybe 40 or 50 feet. It seemed like the entire time, and I kind of got it back right as right as it was about to hit me in the face. Um, so, that, you know, that was one that, that I, you know, kind of looked back. Man, I'm, I'm thankful that I was able to pick up that ball in the last little split second there. One of the things that uh, I had talked to you back in 2018, and I talked to one of your former coaches, uh, Jed Prechniak, and he said, uh, I never saw him do anything without focus and intent. And you talked uh, to me then about rarely will I have a play on a ball that I haven't practiced. Do you have a play, a favorite play, sticking with favorite plays, where you practiced it and said, oh, I'll never see that one, and then it came up? I don't know if there's any that I haven't really practiced with the anticipation that they, they want kind of come up. But I mean, you know, I, I, I do. I mean, I think for me, probably some of the most valuable time is, is during batting practice. I mean, getting, getting live reads off the bat is something that I think is uh, extremely valuable to, to me and my ability to kind of get jumps on balls. And um, so, yeah, I, I don't know that I've really had a ton of plays where I, you know, I haven't practiced. I mean, I guess there, there's some glove foot plays that you don't necessarily practice a, a whole ton of. I remember a, a play similar to that in 2018, where certainly it wasn't one that I had practiced, but you just kind of sometimes during the game make the best of what you have. And every once in a while, you get lucky with a nice play. Explain the preparation that Rodney Linares puts you guys through. Yeah, I mean, Rodney's great. He's you know, he, he's always out there willing to give us early ground balls. And, and what I like about Rodney is that he brings a lot to the table. And, and if there's any questions that you have for him, you know, he, he's certainly going to have an answer for you. But he also respects that, you know, a lot of the players on our team have come from different organizations and have their own routines. So, you know, he's, he's conducive to whatever we have for him as well. He has a lot of drill work available for us. He really likes uh, 
working with racquetballs, which, um, you know, I think if you can catch a racquetball with a bare hand, that you know, you're going to do pretty well with a glove and a baseball. So I, I really enjoyed working with him as an infield coach and, and kind of picking his brain. And, I mean, there's rarely a play that comes up that, you know, maybe I'll feel like I should have had or I didn't play quite right, and I won't come and talk to him, and I'll, I'll just say, hey, uh, you know, how, how would you approach that ball or – did that ball eat me up or was it just a bad hop or, you know, what, what did you see on that play? And I, I really enjoy that kind of back and forth that I have with him, the relationship that I've, you know, grown with him over the past two years. How do they handle your positioning? Yeah. So we have, I guess you could say four positions for righty, four positions for lefties. And, uh, you know, we're at the beginning of every at bat, we'll get, you know, either the, uh, a fist, one, two, or a three. And each one, you know, three is a strong pool. And then, if it gives you just a straight fist, that means it's actually, you know, to the opposite, you know, to the not full side, a step or two. So, and what's what's important with that is that we move as an infield and that our spacing is good because if two or three people move, then it doesn't always work. You leave in big holes. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're always looking in. Uh, Rodney's the one who gives us that signal. And then oftentimes with two strikes, we'll get... We'll get moved and then to a three, two count. We'll get moved to, to a different thing, a uh, different position. So uh, it's important that we're always kind of looking in there and, and making sure we're in the right spots. Why do they move you on three, two? I guess that's just what the data shows. I guess the data shows that, you know, the hitter's more likely to pull the ball or not pull the ball in that count. So a lot of times it's it's just strictly, strictly based on the numbers. That's intriguing. What kind of glove do you use? I use a Wilson uh, A2K. 1787, which is 11 3 inch glove, and I, I use that at short, third, second, pretty much everywhere. So. Is, is there any difference in how you, you hold it based on uh, whether you're playing second base or then playing deeper or playing third base and playing yeah. more in? Nope. For me, not. Uh, that's not to say that there aren't guys who don't use different gloves and, and hold it differently at different positions. I just I found a glove that I'm very comfortable with. And, and I just, uh, you know, I just keep it through through every position, hold it the exact same way. I do, uh, a lot of guys put two fingers in the pinky. That's that's not for me. I just do straight up, pretty plain Jane, but it, uh, it, it works. And I don't really have any desire to switch it at this point. We saw the acrobatics that G-Man Choi was able to pull at first base <laughs> to handle throws. Uh, how yeah. much did he save you last year? Uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he certainly saved me a lot. And, uh, I mean... You know, even aside from, uh, you know, what, what you see, it's also just the confidence that he brings. And, you know, that when, when you're making a play and you're off balance or you're running or you're, you know, going the opposite direction of first base to kind of just reel back and, and, and wing that thing, he, he gives you so much confidence to be able to do that. And, you know, you, you know that he's not going to let the ball pass him. And, and if it's a short throw, he's going to pick it. He's, uh, he's one of the best I've seen over there for sure. And it, it goes a long way. What advice would you give to someone playing third base, say, uh, and dealing with a, a first baseman and trying to make sure that they get the ball uh, on the plays that are difficult for you where you might be off balance or, or trying to make a play? Is there something to think about as you're getting the ball over to first base? You know, a, a lot of times, the, you know, the difficulty is just getting rid of it in time. So uh, I would say just, just make sure that you give your first baseman kind of the opportunity to pick the ball. And uh, I, I would also say, I mean, if the ball's too high, the first baseman has no shot. But if it's too low, then there's always that opportunity. So, you know, in an ideal world, you can set your feet and you can make a perfect throw to first base. But so often you're, you're off balance, you're making a, a throw, off, you know, off one foot or, or the other. And, uh, you know, giving your, 
giving your first baseman the opportunity to make the ball is, is more important than making sure that you, you have all all your feet under you because if you know if the throw's late then the throw's late so just getting it there in time and, and giving your first baseman a chance there's a lot of anticipation for uh, one player in particular uh, that may be joining your team at some point this season wonder franco uh what are your impressions uh early on of him yeah, I mean, he's a special player. I don't think, it, you know, you don't have to watch him for that long to realize that. And, you know, I've had a little bit of chance to play with him at short, and, and he certainly possesses some some advanced skills there. But, you know, particularly at the plate, with what he brings to the table and the maturity that he that he has, I mean, I don't know if I've seen him have a, have a bad at bat yet. I mean, it seems like he's always uh, swinging at strikes, taking the balls, he, you know, he He's solid contact pretty much every at bat. I mean, he, he's just fun to watch. And the fact that he's so young is, is pretty remarkable just because of, because of the, the maturity that he shows up there. And excited to see, you know, get to play with him a little bit more defensively at some point and, uh, kind of see what he can bring to the table there. But he, he certainly possesses all the, you know, all the raw talents that you would want to see. And yeah, I think everybody's excited to watch him. How's he on D? He's solid on defense. I mean, he, uh, like I said, I haven't, I haven't played too much with him. So, you know, I don't want to. Know, say something that that I that I haven't seen yet, but I, I mean, just taking ground balls with him, and he, he certainly has a good arm. He certainly has good feet and good hands. So I, I think he's going to be a solid shortstop, and we're going to, like you said, probably get the get the opportunity to see him at, at, at some point. I don't know what position or when or what, but uh, you know, he, he's a special talent, and he's going to be fun to watch. All right, Joey Wenzel, thank you for taking the time to join us. Absolutely, thank you for having me. Hope you enjoyed our bonus episode. We'll have an opening day preview next week. Stay well, and thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the SIS Baseball Podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, email the show at mark at sportsinfosolutions.com or tweet us at sportsinfo underscore SIS.